0: hey guys i hope you all had a great week i actually had spring break this week and today is unfortunately my last day of break so it's kind of bittersweet i'm starting school five days a week in person tomorrow and i'm nervous but i'm also pretty excited but anyways for today's episode i have an extremely special guest dr cara piscay dr piscay is actually my orthodontist which is super cool And to add to that, she even went to the same high school that I go to right now, which is kind of insane, because what are the odds of that happening? So for some background, I've had braces for more than five years, and I just recently got them off less than two months ago. It took a while, but it was definitely worth it, and like I mentioned, Dr. Piskai is my orthodontist. So accordingly, we had an interesting conversation regarding various aspects of orthodontics and dentistry. Let's get into it. Okay, so first off, thank you so much for coming, and congratulations on your new practice. I gave a little introduction before, and I explained that, you know, you're obviously my orthodontist, and yeah. Well,
1: thank you so much for having me on. I'm so excited to be here <laughs> on your podcast and
0: uh, to have you as a patient. Cool. So first, um, actually, I also explained that we ended up going to the same high school, which I thought was super cool, too.
1: Oh yeah, I was I was so excited about that. As soon as I saw the zip code on uh, your chart, I was like, "Wait a second. We <laughs> definitely had to have gone to the same high school." So I was very excited to hear that that was the case.
0: <laughs> All right. So first, I wanted to ask you if you could give a little bit of background about like, you know, how you got started, when you knew you wanted to be an orthodontist, and what your typical workday looks like. Sure. So I
1: think it's probably kind of strange that uh, I knew I wanted to be an orthodontist when I was around 13 and so Mm -hmm. I always liked math and science, I always thought I wanted to do something in the healthcare field, I wasn't quite sure I volunteered in the hospital. Um, Actually, Kennedy Hospital, which, you know, is kind of where we grew up now in Jefferson. Um, But I didn't love being in the hospital setting. I don't know about this. And then I went to my own orthodontist, and I loved being in the office. I loved kind of the atmosphere of it. And I was like, you know what, this is really cool. I think this might be something that I want to do. Mm-hmm. So I kind of researched it a little bit more and then when I was a senior in high school I actually asked my orthodontist if I could work there. I said, hey, like, do you need somebody for the summer? I'd love to do anything that you need me to and so he said, yeah, sure, come on in. I'd love to uh, have you in the office and so I was kind of the summer intern oh, yes. and my, my major tasks were doing all the sterilization of the instruments and then working in the lab pouring out models for impressions, mm-hmm. and... Yeah, and it was really cool, and it was really great to be in the office because you kind of got to see what the day-to-day was. Like, it sounds really cool being an orthodontist and, you know, creating smiles and all that, but it was nice for me to be able to see, like, kind of the behind-the-scenes. Yeah, of, and get, like, You know, hands what it takes experience. to run an office and all that goes into it, mm-hmm. um, in addition to, like, all the fun stuff that we do. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so it was really cool. I loved it, and then I actually stayed there for five summers. So I was there oh, for wow. a while all the way through after my freshman year of uh, – Dental school. Oh, wow. dental school and so so yeah so I really feel like I got a good um, experience learning about what being orthodontist really was and so I went into dental school knowing I wanted to go into orthodontics and went to
0: residency and here we are. That's amazing that's cool though you got like a lot of you know hands-on experience before you actually obviously started um, dental school and all of that.
1: Yeah it was a nice nice introduction to it because like I said I had never you know, spent any appreciable time in the orthotic office other than when I had my appointments there. And typically they're pretty quick appointments. And so kind of knowing what the day-to-day stuff was, and I guess that kind of the behind the scenes stuff, what it takes to put everything together was really cool.
0: Nice. So what are the benefits of like dental hygiene and what specific tips would you give to your patients or just the audience here to help them develop better dental hygiene? Yeah, of course. So
1: the benefits of dental hygiene are huge so it just extends into you know overall health too so they've found that a lot of times bacteria that's in your mouth it can kind of go through your body and so periodontal health meaning your gum health can be related to you know your overall health and so it's super important just body systemically to be able to keep everything clean but specifically for you know the oral cavity in your mouth um, making sure that you're brushing super well will one keep your teeth healthy keep your gums healthy and make sure that no damage happens to your enamel. Because one of the major things um, that we kind of emphasize when patients have braces especially is making sure that you're cleaning super, super well around the braces because what can happen is is if food and particles get stuck around them and you don't Mm -hmm. properly remove it, it can create create white scarring on the teeth, which is called uh, enamel decalcification. So it's weak points in the enamel and those don't really go away. You can kind of bleach and do some other treatments to blend them in, but it's not something that you can kind of just uh, erase. It's, okay. it's a, kind of like a scar on your tooth. So it's super important to make sure that we keep everything beautiful because when you get your braces off, especially, you know, you have this beautiful new smile, you work so hard for it, and <laughs> we want the health of the teeth
0: to be great too. Definitely. So I'm sure not only, you know, right now working, but also in college, you had a very busy schedule. So how did you organize, plan, and prioritize your work as well as maintain a healthy work-life relationship?
1: Yeah, this is like the million dollar question right i, I wish uh, somebody could figure it out perfectly but i don't know that everybody can uh, yeah for sure always always busy always on the move um in college i guess it gets a little bit different from every stage of life so in college i was involved in a lot of activities uh, i danced my whole life so i was in a dance company there Oh, really? Uh,
0: yeah no yeah. way that's so cool. So, i danced from
1: the time so i was three yeah you too yeah i'm a dancer oh that's awesome i don't even know if i knew that <laughs> well it's a small world Um, Yeah, so I yeah all the way through college and a little bit in dental school, Um, but I made sure to, you know, pick all the activities that were really important to me, so Mm -hmm. yeah, as a lifelong dancer, obviously it was important to me to kind of continue that on through college, and it was a great way to meet people that had like-minded interests, um, and then we could kind of hang out and really enjoy our art together, and so creating you know a group like that and then I was also involved in a sorority and some other things too but making sure that you keep the time that you need for the important things and kind of not focus on a lot of other things I mean I used to be waking up everyone would make fun of me I'd be waking up I'd go to the library Saturday morning
0: nobody (laughs) else was
1: there and I would kind of get a lot of my studying done then so then I could go out and have fun and hang out with my friends and all that so the only way you can kind of I guess make the proper time is to pick what's really important to you and then focus on that. Don't try to like spread yourself too thin to do everything. I think it's more important that, you know, the things that really uh, bring you joy and make you happy are important to be able to make the time for because obviously you can't escape your study. Studying is super important and yeah. you <laughs> need to make sure you're sitting on top of all of that. So that's kind of a given. And so, and even through dental school, it was kind of the same thing. Um, dental school is definitely more intense than college, so you have a lot less free time,
0: yes, yeah. <laughs> so
1: a little bit more focused, so they're just, you know, I, I also really love to run, and so I uh, really turned to that for like a nice mental and physical break, and even now, I would say that, you know, you make the time for the things that are important to you, so now it's, um, I make sure to say, eat healthy, I make sure to exercise, and like I said, I run a lot, and Prioritize my health and then also to my family. So I have two little kids. I have a four-year-old daughter and a two-year-old son. Awesome. And so they're my other, yeah, biggest priority, priority with my husband. So family is super important. So when I'm done today at the office, you know, I try to stay and get everything done that I possibly can, try to focus on work while I'm here. But when I go home, I try to, you know, turn it off. And mm-hmm. it's playtime when we get home and we have fun and we read books and do all that stuff and get ready for bed. And then guys go to bed and then, you know, do a little bit more work or, you know, if there's, some particular show or something on that I want to watch. Um, we record a lot of TV, so instead of like, you know, watching it when it's on, yeah. if it's like a really busy night and um, I had to work on something like last night, I had to work on some stuff for work. Um, so I watch The Voice, I really enjoy that. <laughs> and so, um, yeah, so it's recorded. So I might watch it over the course of three nights, you know, like 25 minutes here, 30 minutes here. But um, yeah, just making sure that you're prioritizing what you want and what makes you happy and then also making sure that you're efficient at what you're doing. So just kind of focus on what you're doing at hand, get that done and then move on to the next
0: thing. That's awesome. I was talking to um, last for one of my previous episodes, I was talking to an anesthesiologist and he actually gave really similar advice, you know, just like focus on what's important, but also when you're doing whatever it is you're doing, just really pay attention to that.
1: Exactly. Cause that'll save you the most time, you know, really focused energy is the best kind because then you know, you get it done, you're not wasting any time, and then you have more time to do what you enjoy. So it is always important to do something. Like I said, that even if it's just something small, like yesterday would I it done, right before I went home, I went for a quick run around the neighborhood, around the office, uh, just because I knew by the time I got home, I probably wouldn't do it. And so I was like, no, I know, I'm going to like carve out this 25 minutes, we're going to do it, and then
0: it's done. <laughs> That's incredible I love that.
1: <laughs> yeah kind of schedule it in like you make sure that uh you yeah you make the time for it and I feel like once I've like decided in my head I'm like okay yeah I think I can make all this work so I do this and by the time I get that finished I can do that and then
0: I can go home. <laughs> so have you noticed a change in your clientele since COVID or in general how has your work experience changed because of COVID? Yeah
1: I mean it's definitely thankfully it's returned um, back to a more normal state right now mm-hmm. um, but yeah I mean things have definitely it's been an interesting past year so obviously we were shut down for uh, several months when COVID hit so mid-March of last year um, through part of May of 2020 and so it was crazy it was so strange not to you know be in the office and be treating patients it was just like something I mean I've been doing it for so long that yeah. it just seem so unnatural. I'm like, I miss them. I miss going into the office. I miss doing what I like to do. Um, so it was really nice to come back, but coming back, there was just still so much uncertainty. And so obviously, you know, we were kind of scrambling behind the scenes, making sure that we had all the PPE that we needed because that was a short supply and some gloves and gowns and face masks and dividers up and making sure everything was six feet apart and you know all of that. Um, So that was definitely an adjustment. And then I think the biggest thing, even now, um, new experience in the office is that we only have the patients come in themselves unless they're here for a consultation. And so the parents aren't in the office. And so, especially for me, since just taking over this practice in December, uh, I was running off to the cars to meet all the parents. But it would be so awesome to, you know, have everybody... Inside, like the old days, and kind of, course, of get yeah. to form relationships that way, and to be able to see everybody—that's um, probably the biggest change I would say. So we try to still make it fun in the office and have like a really nice, like family community feel in here. But obviously, you're like when parents are here, we get to see them after we haven't seen them for a while. It's um, it's really nice, but at least we get to see our patients in person now, so I'm not going to complain about
0: it. <laughs> yeah, no, obviously, just from coming into the office, I've obviously noticed a lot of changes. You know, just a lot more. Strict and stringent guidelines, but I think overall it feels like you know we're slowly but surely returning back to a sense of normalcy, yeah, exactly.
1: And it's funny because I feel like dental offices in general we've always used like the same level of pp we've stuffed it up a little bit, but just our universal precaution guidelines, just like with medicine, mm-hmm. um, we've always had you know goggles and masks and gloves and all of that. And so we're kind of used to that, but yeah, it was definitely a whole new level for, um, for COVID protocol. So not, you know, crazy far from the norm, but also to a level up. So yeah, we'll, we'll see what the future brings, but we'll just make sure we're keeping everybody safe. All
0: right. So besides braces, you know, benefiting your appearance and the outcome being aesthetically pleasing, are there any other like inherent benefits of having braces?
1: Yeah. So there's there's quite a few actually and so sometimes people will ask uh, I don't know if you've ever seen kids that are like young that have braces so Mm. I'm talking like seven or eight years old second and third grade and I feel like a lot of people ask me this that haven't had any orthodontics or kids haven't had orthodontics yet so you know it seems so young for them to have braces what is the deal with that and the reason why is because if children have some kind of skeletal discrepancy and so it's oftentimes the upper arch called the maxilla and mm-hmm. a lot of times it's narrow and so to actually be able to expand that we use an expander which I'm sure a lot of people are um, familiar with yeah and so there's actually uh, two different halves of the maxilla and they can split and that's what that expander does it actually splits the bone and then new bone filled in, in between it and it's a permanent change which is really cool because if children have cross bites meaning that their upper teeth are inside of their bottom teeth they'll grow like that. And so they'll continue to grow if you don't correct it. And so if you get it before the growth spurt happens in mm-hmm. um, in girls, it in tends to obviously or tends to be earlier than boys. Um, you kind of correct that, and you can normalize the growth. Same okay. thing when kids have underbites, so the top teeth in the front are underneath mm-hmm. the bottom teeth. Yeah. That's why we do things so early because we actually can change the skeletal growth. Not, we can't always, because if there's a genetic tendency, um, we can't always overcome it 100%. But a lot of times, just with an expander, we can do really amazing things. So that's one thing. And then I guess also, too, I've seen um, one of the notes that you had um, mentioned to me was about how teeth can be harder to clean if they're not aligned, which is totally true as well. So you can imagine teeth that are kind of crowded on the bottom typically is um, what we see. And a lot of times people come in to get addressed and say, you know, I really can't floss down there. I can't do a good job cleaning down there. And yeah, it's really nice to have everything lined up where you have nice contacts between your teeth. So when you floss, you can get all that food out in between there. You can brush super well, you can get all the plaque out and it definitely does make a difference from
0: that. Nice. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. I mean, I've always thought like, you know, we always seem to have braces just for the look of it and for like the outcome, but I figured, you know, there must be some other reason as to why it's such a huge, almost norm at this point.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, it's a totally great question. And also, too, sometimes, a lot of times, of course, we want to straighten the teeth. But when I look at a case or anybody in our office looks at a case, a lot of times we are really focused on the bite and making sure that the back teeth are coming together well. Mm -hmm. So when the back teeth fit together well, the front teeth fit together well, typically. Mm -hmm. And when your back teeth fit together well, it means that you're optimizing the way that you're biting. It means that you have even contact all around. And so it's not like you're hitting first on one side of your mouth versus the other or too hard on one tooth. Um, so you're not causing any kind of interference in your bite. Sometimes mm-hmm. if your front teeth overlap your bottom teeth, sometimes you see a hundred percent, like you're covering all your bottom teeth Yeah, that can create a lot of stress on your front teeth. And so we always tell them like, listen, this is probably not going to be a huge issue in 5-10 years, but you know, 15-20 years down the line, it's going to put a lot of force on those front teeth. They could, it's almost like a form of trauma with that overclosing constantly and those teeth can get mobile, meaning that they get a little bit loose or the bone around it can be compromised. So we're usually like laser focused on the bite first and then yeah. of course we look at the rotations of the teeth and all that. But it's also. Very important, but it's kind of the other arm of it. You have the functional bite stuff first, and then you have the alignment stuff second.
0: Okay, that's really interesting, yeah. So, finally, what advice would you give to any teens who want to pursue a career in dentistry or anything else in healthcare? I would say do it.
1: Um, (laughs) Well, I guess really, I mean, what helped me, kind of like how I said earlier, is that, you know, get some experience. Ask you know, whatever field that you think that you might be interested in, ask me can come in and shadow, See what it's like in the office because it might be one of those things where it's like, you know what? I thought I wanted to do this, but not so much. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's, I think it's a great career, obviously. I mean, I chose it. so <laughs> I'm biased in that decision, um, but I really love my job. I love what I do. I'm very excited to come to work and, you know, see patients. And, you know, people are always like, how do you work with people now? And I'm like, I don't even think about it. It's just like it's what I'm supposed to be doing. Like I love it. Um, it's not. It's kind of not about that. I, I love like looking at somebody that hasn't had treatment before that's going to start treatment and kind of like envision what it's going to look like at the end, for um, the bite corrected and you know teeth straightened and all of that. So yes, yeah, so I would say whatever field that somebody might thinks that they might want to pursue. You know, just ask. Usually if it's your own dentist or your own orthodontist or, you know, your doctor. I know sometimes in uh, medical settings it's a little bit harder to be able to shadow, but we're volunteer at the hospital. Like I said, that was great for me because (laughs) I was like, yeah, probably (laughs) not. I don't think I want to do this. Um, and actually, my, so for example, this is a good example, my sister thought to that she might want to be a physical therapist and so she spent a summer shadowing in a physical therapy office and she's like, you know what, I've always thought that this is what I wanted to do, but it's definitely not. And now she's a pediatrician, so she knew that okay. she realized that she wanted to be in the hospital treating kids. That's what she wanted to do. She didn't like um, being in like an outside office. She wanted to be there and she specifically wanted to work with children. So mm-hmm. it, it was good for her to get that experience too. So I would encourage anybody to, um, yeah, just kind of see what it's like, because if you're going to dedicate all those years of your life in school, which are totally worth it, if that's what you want to do, and just know that, you know, there's a light at the end of the tunnel. It's a long haul to get there, but it's a really fun ride. And, you know, work hard and stick stick to
0: the path and you'll get there. That's awesome. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Any other questions? (laughs) That's all. Actually, I had a great time. I had a really great time talking with you and I learned a lot. You know, I feel oh, like there's good. so I'm much so more accurate. that I just wouldn't have expected, and I I was able to learn it today, so that's great.
1: <laughs> well, excellent. Well, I learned
0: that you were also
1: a dancer, so that's great news. Next time you come in, we're going to have to talk more about that.
0: <laughs> Certainly. All I right. Went, great.
1: Well, thank you so much for having me on right now. I um, am very appreciative, and uh, this was great. It was super fun, and uh, Yeah. Thank you so the nice. podcast. I think it's great. I think it's so awesome that you're doing
0: this mm-hmm. and uh, I listened to a couple of the episodes and they were really great. So oh, thank you. Congratulations on it. It's really, really awesome. I'm thank awesome. you. All right. Well, that's all for today. As you can tell, Dr. Viskai is such a kind-hearted and inspirational person. Her enthusiasm is infectious and her advice was extremely valuable. I especially appreciated her take on trying things out before you settle on a career and loving what you do. I think that theme in particular has been quite prevalent amongst our interviewees, which solidifies its significance. Also, I think our conversation reinforced not only the importance of dental hygiene and health, but also that of taking care of ourselves and our overall health, both physical and mental. Tune in April 25th for a new episode of Untold and Unknown, and remember, it is health that is real wealth and not pieces of gold or silver.